back, bitches. Oh, We're back. So, what you will learn, my name is Adam Ashton. My name is Adam Jones. Uh, and yeah, that's our new introduction. Hopefully, we don't get, uh, <laughs> don't get sued by the uh, using their samples, but we'll soon find out if we yeah. Yeah, go out of business. That's it. Freak out. Freak out, motherfucker. Because we just absolutely freaked the fuck yeah, out. Didn't we had it. Yeah. So. On the weekend, we went to uh, Unleash the Power Within by Tony Robbins. Yep. And it was amazing. We are going to record uh, a snippet each night, like 10 minutes each night. We just couldn't do it. Yeah. It was just an absolute, absolute... Uh, too full on. Speechless, yeah. Yeah, too full on. Like, so, <laughs> so full on. It's basically not your typical kind of seminar. It's like a... More like a big rock concert where... <laughs> yeah, you just, it was, man. Just going nuts. There would have been 5,000 people there. Yeah. And then every half hour, uh, there was fucking dancers on stage. Yeah. Every half hour, you'd jump up and just absolutely fucking unleash. Yeah. yeah. And like on the first day, everyone was like, sort of like, yeah. But by the end of the third night, it was an absolute fucking unleash. Yeah. Absolute unleash. Yeah. Fucking oath, man. No, so, what'd you think? Oh, I thought it was probably one of the better things I've ever done. Yeah. Even in terms of uh, just entertainment value from yeah. the... Um, all the dancing and, and rocking around. <laughs> yeah, mate, you love the dancing, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, every, every, as Ashton mentioned, so we'll get into it. So day one, or the start of every day, you just be sitting on your on your seat. You know what's what the fuck's about to happen? Yeah, we rolled in. And a group of about thirty warm up dancers jump on stage, <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole crowd, about five thousand people, all up, just just yeah. follow them, and then gets the whole energy in the room up and up yeah. and going and. And then, yeah, from the start, you're just full of energy. Yeah. And uh, what, what, was, what was the point of that? I think I think Tony mentioned at some stage, like, mm. the best way to learn is in the, you know, once you've got your body up and about and you're full of emotion and energy and all that, you're more likely to take in. Yeah, exactly. Everything, all the teachings and stuff. Yeah, it's one thing to just lie there and read a book. And then the next level up, I guess, is... Uh, would be listening to them talking, but if you're just sitting there yeah. passively taking it in, yeah, you wouldn't um, you wouldn't retain as much. Yeah, definitely has a huge impact. Oh, massive! So yeah, day one, the whole day is basically, or one of the the biggest things, or the marketing materials, or whatever, the biggest talking points of the event is the walking on fire aspect. Yeah, you, we walked on fire. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So day one, it's all about. Preparing you for that kind of thing, and yep. it's more of an analogy in life. If you know, if you can walk on fire, what else can you do? That's yeah. that's the whole idea of it, I guess. Oh yeah. Oh mate. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just still fucking pumping. I'm yeah. still pumped up. Yeah, it was sick. So it was. A, I guess it was a bit of a, as you say, it was a bit of a build up to to face your fears, turning. Uh, what do you say? Turn your fear into action. Conquer your fears. As you said, if you can, uh, if you can just go out there and walk on fire. Yeah. Yeah. There's not not much else you can't do. Yeah, so they go through it and uh they they do a demonstration on stage about the best way the thing that's gonna stop you between getting anywhere is basically is fear. So it's yep. it's all about learning not to fight against it, because if you fight against it then yep. you're not gonna get anywhere, it's gonna pull you and, and yep. drain you. Yeah. But the trick is to actually just dance with it, realise it's there and, and know it's like a reptilian brain from two million years ago telling yep. you you're scared when, say, for the like, public public speaking, for example, when really you're not going to get attacked. It's all fine. Just acknowledge the fear, 
and fucking do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So there's um, what else did you talk about on the first day? You can instantly change your state. Yeah, it was all about changing your state. You said you can either be this. I guess there's two states. He said basically there's there, there's beautiful states which he had, uh, which is anything positive, anything positive emotions. And if you're not, you know, happy and joyful, then you're suffering. Yeah. So there might be stress, anger, anxiety, anything that's negative is suffering. And basically, he said most people are as happy as they choose to be. And if you, yeah, you can choose to be happy or you can choose to suffer. That's right. So he uses a pretty powerful analogy of uh, Robin Williams on this example. Mm. So this is someone who, and this is like a choice, I guess, of, you know, or the trade-off between expectation for appreciation. So Robin Williams is someone who, when Tony asks, you know, who loves Tony, who who loves uh, Robin Williams, and everyone in the whole crowd put their hands up and acknowledge they loved him. And Mm. So this is someone who achieved all these goals, all these successes financially, had a huge impact on everyone's life, but he actually in the end killed himself mm. out of all that. And it's just an example of, um, yeah, trading. It just to show someone who has everything that we might aspire to have, but actually doesn't actually appreciate everything. So yeah, exactly. Appreciation and yeah, being in a good state. Yeah, and there was a few things, uh, a few good things you spoke about. There was that success. An achievement without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. Yeah. So he said, "You, yeah, you need to find ways to be fulfilled with what you're doing." Yeah. And uh, money's one way, but probably not the best way, is it? Yeah. You need to find a bit of internal um, satisfaction. Otherwise, if you're just uh, achieving things, making money. Yeah. Then uh, yeah, it's it's no good. The other thing was uh, he spoke about on on airplanes whenever they give you the. Uh, the, the safety talk at the start, they said if, if we're in trouble and oxygen masks drop down, they don't say help everyone else first and then put your own mask on. He said make sure you put your own mask on first. Yeah. So if you don't put your own mask on first, then you can't help the others around you because you're probably going to run out of oxygen and die. So it's, you can't always try to be, be trying to fix other people. The best way to help others is to help yourself first. Yeah. Once you're always happy in a, and you're in a beautiful state, then you can help other people. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah. So... Mate, let's get to say fucking make your move! Oh, make your move! Oh, say yes! Yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, that's, yeah, Tony Robbins, mate. <laughs> so basically, yeah, that's uh, the top of energy we had there the whole time. And, <laughs> and then. <laughs> mate, so. Off there, mate. Um, <laughs> mate, so why, why aren't people fulfilled? As you said, there's the two biggest the two biggest fears you talked about. Um, one is not being enough, and that, that could be anything: not being smart enough, not being young enough, not being old enough, not being rich enough. Yeah. Uh, anything. Fear of not being enough, and the other fear is if you do, if you don't, uh, if you're not enough, then you won't be loved. So they're the two biggest uh, the two biggest fears. Yeah. Yeah, spot on. So another big lesson I got from. The first day is uh, that, and he uses good examples here, is that failure or devastation can be the most important thing that happens. Yeah. Because th- these things are, these are the things that are going to break us or they could actually create drive. Yeah. Nice. So he uses Oprah Winfrey as an example. Yeah. And he's used that a few times where, so Oprah is, is someone who grew up and was abused as a child and all that and grew up in a very poor household, had no money, 
had no pretty much reason to be successful or anything like that. But she actually used those past experiences in her life to create the drive to be mm. who she is today. Yeah. And Tony's also as an example of that. He came from nothing. He kind of hinted at it. He had a pretty fucked up childhood as well. But yeah. But he used those experiences, those pain, that pain, to actually create the drive to be that huge force he is in the world today. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, amazing man. So, what do you reckon, day two, mate? Yeah. Well, I love the six human needs. <laughs> six human needs was that day one? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. The six human needs. Sweet. Which I think is sick. I'd, I'd I'd heard it before. I'd definitely gone through it before, but um, the way it was explained and the way you went through it was. Uh, was sick so basically we've got four primal needs and one is the need for certainty or comfort so we'd like to have a bit of security a bit of comfort know what's going to happen um but at the same time the second human need is that we need some uh uncertainty and variety and surprise because if you know exactly what's going to happen every day then life's pretty boring yeah uh and third we need significance so you know that we need to feel special we need to feel like we're important um, number four, we need connection and love, so with ourselves and with other people. And then the two spiritual needs, we need growth and we need contribution. So we, ne- we need to always be moving forward, feeling like we're improving ourselves. Yeah. And we also need to give to others yeah. in that contribution, yeah. So these, so we've all got, so out of these six driving forces, we've all got one or two or you know three that actually drives us or different times of our lives. And he mentioned it's, we don't, choose these needs we we these are put upon us about our you know our upbringing our culture you know what the conditions we, we grow up in and, and all that kind of stuff so we don't actually get to choose these and these are the actual needs that run our lives so a lot of this this whole thing from tony robbins was actually kind of taking control and you know maybe ch- choosing these different needs or actually being aware of them yep. of these drivers so you can actually change these needs or change these drivers perhaps to in order to maybe get different results yeah for sure i think for me so i've probably previously been living uh with uh i guess the two that i was prioritizing not even consciously doing so would have been certainty and significance so wanting to feel important wanting to to make out i was uh really big and important and then having that certainty but uh i i at the moment, I'm going to be focusing on more uncertainty and growth instead. Yeah. So, know, yeah. So, what was your first step toward uncertainty, mate? Fucking quit. <laughs> <laughs> we went, yeah, so day two, that's a good segue. Day yeah. two was all about um, making making decisions. Yeah. So, we had to make two big decisions about our lives. So, me, I, I quit the job. Yeah. quit the job yesterday because, uh, yeah, it's just, I always knew. Yeah. I didn't... Uh, yeah, I didn't really. I already knew the decision. I just uh, didn't act upon it. But now I've, I've done it. I pulled the trigger. Yeah, fucking oath. Yeah, life's too short to do shit you don't want to do. Yeah, that's that's, and you realise that in yeah in the days. Oh yeah, fuck man, life is too short. Yeah. So uh, also, day two. Should we go through the ultimate success formula? Yep, lay it on us. All right. So one, this is a. Anything extremely new, extremely new, I'd say, from our books, but it's it's very important. So, number one, know your outcome. Yep. So, I guess, don't just go, have a goal, basically, number one. Number two, know your reasons why why you do it, and then yep. the how will come later, basically. Yeah, exactly. 
and once the how does come, three, you take massive action. So don't massive take, yeah. action. <laughs> so don't just take a few steps, you know, like I showed, Connor just showed, you just, if you don't, if you don't like your job or whatever, just, just fucking quit. Just take huge action and, and you'll figure it out later. Yeah. Number four, know what you're getting. Be honest with yourself with the results. Be honest yep. if you're happy, if you're unfulfilled, all that kind of shit. And number five, be willing to change your approach. Just don't, just don't change willy-nilly, but be smart about it. But yeah. Yeah. And that's it. They say, uh, like, you got to, if it's not working, you got to keep changing your approach. And you don't, you can just change it once yeah. and then give up, but you got to keep changing if you want to act, if you want to get to the point where you achieve that outcome that you wanted, yeah, you got to keep changing the approach. If it's not working, keep changing the approach. Fucking up. That's all about. Yeah. So, uh, do you have anything more on that, mate? No. So another one uh, I got a lot out of was probably three steps to lasting change. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to change something in your life, these are three steps you can do. So number one is get leverage, little effort. Big movement. Yeah, that's it. So, so yeah, this is a good example of where like it does take sometimes take a lot of pain or yeah. something to get you fucking moving to do yeah, something. That's what sure. he means by leverage. You need to leverage on the pain or the emotion or whatever to make the big movement. So that's that's another reason why I think there's a lot of emotion in in these three days. Is oh yeah, need these fucking high energy, high emotion to get leverage and then make. Massive actions to improve your life. Yeah, I don't know how he did it, man, but he got us to some fucking pain. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> he got yeah, us to some, some serious fucking pain. Some wild shit going. <laughs> so, it was um, amazing, man. Yeah. Um, step two. Step two is interrupt or annihilate the pattern. Yeah. So just get rid of what you're already actually doing. Yeah, exactly. And if anyone's, if you haven't seen Tony Robbins before, he's on Shallow How. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen... You've seen I've seen Shallow Hell, but I didn't know Tony Robbins before watching that movie. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, mate, because that's how he got cured. Ah, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, as a quick... Oh, I haven't seen it for ages, oh, but fuck. I consciously went back and watched yeah, bits cool. of it. And so, basically, Shallow Hell, he was this guy He was always... He wasn't the best-looking dude, yeah. but he was always going after the hottest chicks, and he was just not, not getting any luck. And it turns out the hottest chicks were actually the pretty ugly on the inside, though. So, Tony, uh, they got stuck in the lift, Shallow Hal and Tony, and, uh, and Tony was able to interrupt his pattern and change his outlook on life, so he saw the inner beauty in people. And so, that's where he, he interrupted his pattern. You'll see where he does the, um, the, he fucking, he grabs him and does the, oh. heal! <laughs> Devils, come out! <laughs> Fuck, this, uh, this makes more sense because he did that in the three he days. He fucking time. healed someone in that three yeah. days, didn't he? <laughs> Grabbed the head and shook him. <laughs> it was good. Fucking wild. <laughs> and step three, after you've interrupted that pattern. Create a new pattern. That's it. Do something, put something new in there. Start doing something new. And that's what he said. Once you've interrupted the pattern, it's like a vacuum. It's going to suck. Something's going to go in there instead. So you need to consciously choose to put something good in there. Don't just let something else come in. Yeah. Day three, there's a, I think he started the day with a fucking sick analogy. So it's basically, a, a, there's this dude, right, who loves gambling and yeah. all that. He's a huge gambler. It's what, it's what he lives and dies for his whole life. And he finally dies and then he thinks he finds himself in, in heaven. So he, when he wakes up in this place, like, fuck yeah, I'm in a casino and he's got yeah. all this money and he, he goes to the... Yeah, fucking rock and roll. Birds all around. Yeah. 
So he, he goes to the roulette table and then he puts the number, you know, fuck, my favourite number is number seven or whatever. So he puts his money on number seven and it wins. Yeah. And he cheers and everyone's like around him and go, woo. He does it again and he wins a second time and he does it again and he, he wins a third time. Yeah. And all day he keeps winning and then all these birds keep flocking around him and then he has, you know, goes back to his hotel room and there's a big orgy and everyone's <laughs> <laughs> like, it might be a bit of salt and pepper there. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, basically, it's a big party. No, he had the best, best day he's ever had. Best day of his life. Didn't lose, kept winning, fucked lots of hot pitches. Yep. And it was in the penthouse suite, it was in absolute heaven. Absolute heaven. And then, so the same thing happens again, day two, it's like, yeah. best best thing, big orgies, all that, money, <laughs> booze, big parties. What happens is on and day 60, he's like, what What the fuck, does someone help, you know, help me lose, What you know, and he, yeah. he wants to lose all of a sudden and then he, he goes up to, uh, I think this guy acting like God or whatever and he goes, you know, I thought I was in heaven and it turns out he's not, he's actually in hell. Yeah. So yeah, this whole analogy is basically to show that this is like the role of shit in your life. It's actually, without it, you can't really measure the good in your life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You need, um, yeah, that's it. Sometimes you need a bit of desert to recognize the oasis. Yeah, I think that was in the, the Alchemist. Spot on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. The Alpha is a real powerful analogy like the, the desert in the oasis, like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, and we also, so day three, we talked about the, I guess, the pyramid of mastery or the seven, the seven um, areas that we need constant growth in for an extraordinary life. Yeah. So we start, we need to be constantly improving our physical body. Uh, so that doesn't necessarily mean going to the gym and getting jacked and, and benching 100, 100 kegs. Um, but we do need to be improving our physical body. Hmm. Second, we need to be improving our emotions and meaning. Third, our relationships. Fourth, our time. Fifth, our work, career, or mission. Uh, sixth, our finances. And seventh, uh, contribution or our spiritual spiritual sense as well. Yeah. And so we went through and tried to find some areas to focus on. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, just being aware of like what areas you're strong at, what areas you're weak at, and maybe identifying if you spent time on the one area, if you all the others would improve. So know you... So basically, know for what you want, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, another another lesson of the day, which is again in a lot of the best books out there, I think, is like who you spend time with is yeah. who you become. Absolutely. Really reiterated that process. And uh, also another one, Asho, I'd like to get your thoughts on this is anticipation is the ultimate power in life. So. He uses the analogy of dabblers versus masters, so people who mm. dabble in things or whatever, and then it gets hard or they hit the dip, as we yeah. found out, and they stop. Whereas if you learn to anticipate that the dip's going to come or shit's going to fucking hit the fan, then the master will just sit back and be like, ooh, to yeah. be, be expected. <laughs> <laughs> just, cop, just cop the dip. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Keep moving on. Yeah, that's what he said. He, he used uh, the term plateau. So he said, like, whenever you start something new... There's going to be a very steep learning curve and improvement curve very early on. But after that that quick early improvement, you're going to hit a, a bit of a plateau or as uh, as Seth Godin would call it, you'd hit the dip. Mm. And so he said if you're a dabbler, then you're going to hit the dip and think, fuck, I'm not, I'm not getting any better anymore. You're going to quit that, move on to something else. Uh, and then you're getting back into it, back in line essentially for a new dip. So you might, you might play tennis and you go from 
can't hit the ball over the net to quickly improving, and then you hit a plateau. Uh, and then you might, if you're a dabbler, you think, okay, well, fuck, time to find a new sport, and you move on and start something else, improve quickly, and then hit a hit a hit a plateau again, hit the dip. Uh, whereas a master, as you said, would expect the dip, quick improvement, hit the dip, keep working through it, and then have another burst of improvement, essentially. Yeah, totally. Musk through the dip. Musk through it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, day three, you guys, was something you kind of just have to go to. Oh, yeah. There's just You just can't... Even if you watched watch this on video, yeah. I don't know, you just can't do it. Yeah, you the, have to go. Uh, the, the, I reckon this podcast is almost counterproductive because I don't think words can... Yeah. It's just fucking wild. It's fun. It's just just wild. This day three, it's crazy. We probably don't want to elaborate for that reason. It could be yeah. counterproductive because... Like, yeah, we do recommend. You it was go. a. It was how long was it? It's like twelve hours, maybe or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe longer. But the the actual yeah. that actual bit it was yeah. Yeah. It was it was at least six hours of fucking intensity. Yeah. And it was just full on. Yeah. Um. Of. I don't even know what the fuck happened, <laughs> mate. How did you describe it after yeah. we finished? Oh yeah, it was like I've, so. I've never really had acid, but it was like having an acid trip. <laughs> <laughs> just hours. Just hours. Long, yeah. <laughs> Like, Mate, it was fucked. But, um, in a good way. In a yeah, very in a great good way. way. So oh, yeah. Then at the end of the night, you know, Kirk Cobain came on, Nirvana, and Super Soakers came out. It was like <laughs> yeah. a fucking huge mosh pit. It was like... Everyone got wet as Everyone fucked. got wet as hell. Wild. People crowd surfing. I was, just, I was looking around thinking, fuck, did Kirk Cobain get this, get this much... <laughs> intensity when no. he played Smells Like Teen Spirit he wouldn't have pumped it as hard fucking losing mate it. it got pumped very hard yeah. No. yeah great fun yeah so yeah day three one of the you know greatest one of the most unique and great days and highlights of my life I'd say one of the better yeah it's, it's just wild but uh yeah anything more on day three for you nah just yeah you just if you're gonna if you're gonna if you think you're going fucking go and, and do it yeah yeah Fuck the money. It's not Do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we're going to talk much about day four. Yeah, day four was all about what health and nutrition. It's probably and... the shit me and you both need the most, but we just fucking yeah, we couldn't be fucked. <laughs> couldn't be fucked. Too much. It was, about... mate, it was just a big. It was it was a big come down after day three. Yeah, <laughs> that's so for you're sure. just sitting down and so yeah, day four. It goes on a lot about nutrition and how yep. important supplementing your physical health is and all that. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, it probably is our most Im- yeah. important thing. But it's all in. Like we got we got this textbook. That, like yeah. there was nothing that we were learning by sitting there that we couldn't learn by reading here. Definitely. So if you if you value health, I'm sure you can find the same information somewhere. Yeah. Day one, two, and three, maybe not. That's the kind of shit oh, yeah. you need to go for. Yeah. As a, as I said, I've seen most of. This content, seeing these videos online, yeah, it just yeah does not compare though yeah. to actually going there. So who should go, mate? Uh, I would. I think everyone would get something out of it. That's for sure. But there's no way everyone would go. <laughs> and if you go, you have to you have to go, and you have to do it. You can't just you can't be sheltered and shy. You got, yeah. you just got to fucking absolutely. You got to unleash. Yeah. As a as it's called, you gotta unleash the power within. Yeah. Mate, we fucking walked on fire. <laughs> it was sick. Yeah. Walking on fire. So as I said at the start yeah. of that analogy, if you walk on fire, if you if you got that experience in your life and you think of that, you're like, fuck. 
I walked on fire, how hard is this presentation going to be or how yeah. hard is that phone call going to be or whatever you need to do? Actually, because I, I guess I was busy before I left, I didn't really think about it. I was like, yeah, sick, we're going to go walk on fire. Yeah. But then on the first morning when we were there and I did like a tour in the morning where they were burning it up, like yeah. they were getting it ready, I was like, fuck, this is actually not going to be yeah. as easy as I thought. <laughs> um, no, I hadn't even felt it. I just had a few tickles on the toes. Yeah. But it just powered through, mate. Yeah, just got in state, it. made my move. Yeah, it was a bit culty yeah. as we were going. Like there was like <laughs> jungle drums going off, and like everyone was everyone was chanting and yeah. stuff. But it was sick. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. So I uh, yeah, basically something something worth I think most people should experience, but they obviously won't. And yeah. And yeah. yeah, as you said, it was uh, it was like fifty hours. Like the first day was from like twelve till midnight. Next day was from like eight thirty till ten. Next day was from like eight thirty till after midnight. Like it was it was probably fifty hours all up. And I'm like, so we did Wealth Masters, yeah. and um, I'd say we were good at condensing that two days into twenty minutes, and that was fine. Whereas this condensing this fifty hours into twenty five whatever minutes it's going to be. Yeah. Does not do justice. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So yeah, that's the unleash your power with you, Mr. Tony. Fucking unleash. And, uh, fucking unleash and make your move, get in state. Yep. Yeah. So uh, next book, Asho. Drive. Know this, Tom. Drive. Drive. By Daniel Pink. Yep. Good book, and it actually probably ties into this a bit as well. Yeah. 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 About motivation. Yeah. All the science. It's actually yeah. Drive's actually gone to my top ten now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good book. Fucking let's have a sing. You. Massive action. Make it move. Make it move. Oh. <laughs> Appreciate that shit, dog. <laughs> How quickly can you change your state? Oprah Winfrey, nice ass. Most people are as happy as they want to be. Certainty. Connection, growth, contribution. Uncertainty and significance. Leverage that shit, dog. Success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. Anticipate, motherfucker! Make the sound of who you are! Bang! Ah!